Welcome to the Vanessa G. Fitcast. If you think eating less is the answer to getting lean, or that you have to choose between having donuts and wine or having a body you love, well then, girl, you are in the right place. Chances are you've fallen victim to diet culture's terrible advice on how to eat and exercise. But don't worry, this podcast is going to bring you actionable information so you can start transforming your body without giving up your life. I'm Vanessa Gillette, founder and head coach of Vanessa G Fitness and Nutrition. This podcast was born from my passion for helping all women create bodies they feel confident in. Thank you for tuning in and trusting me to support and guide you. Now let's do this. Welcome back to the Vanessa G Fitcast. I'm Vanessa Gillette, and as always, here with me is Omar Pozos. Hey guys. Hey Omar. So you know, I've been thinking a lot lately about time because you know what? Time I feel like is just flying by. Is so, this because you're younger than me? Yes. You're the, thinking about getting old. Yeah, I've been really evaluating this relationship. <laughs> Um, but you know, in reality here, so like when this podcast comes out, because it, we do record these a couple weeks early, but when this podcast comes out, we will only be about one month from summer. Can you believe wow. that? Wow. I'm excited. I mean, where did the time go? Like, I feel like it, 2021 just started and now here we are almost halfway through 2021. Yeah. These last weeks have gone by super fast. It's really insane. Yeah. It's crazy. But you know what? Like right now with summer being right around the corner, that being on everybody's mind, we've been having a ton of girls reaching out for coaching because I mean, you know, it's that time of year. Everybody wants to get hot girl summer body ready. I think I told you this before we started, but this reminds me of that Megan Thee Stallion song, that body yachty. <laughs> Anyways. It's going to be our new intro song. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, like, I, I get it. All these girls reaching out suddenly, like, oh, my gosh, summertime. And, like, I totally know that feeling. Like, it's, you know, suddenly it's it's warm outside. Like, you've just been living in loose sweaters and leggings all winter long, especially girls like me who work from home. And I literally just wear sweatpants and my slippers all day. So suddenly when it's like, oh, now it's 80 degrees and then suddenly, you know, your friends are inviting you to go out to the pool or to go boating and you're like, oh, wait a second. And like I'm pulling out my summer clothes from last year. I don't even know if this stuff fits and that's stressful. That's really, really stressful. And I know like I shared about this on my Instagram story recently, how, um, you know, I had a discovery girl a discovery call with a really, really sweet girl here recently. And she was telling me about how she really just wants to, to one day be able to put on a pair of shorts and not have that be a stressful experience, not stressing out about, you know, are people going to stare at her legs or not, you know, concerning over like, how long are we going to be walking? Like, am I going to be walking in these shorts? Do I need to worry about like the chub rub do I need to worry about getting that chafe in my thighs? Like, am I going to be, you know, stopping every few steps to pull my shorts down when they ride up? Like, it's all really stressful things that we have to think about as girls in these situations. Like, you just want to, you know, get to that point in your body where you can just put on a pair of shorts in the summertime, go outside, and that's it. You don't have to think about it. It doesn't have to be a big ordeal. Yeah, and, and sorry, didn't mean to cut you off there, but that's the worst 
thing about it all is that summer is such a great time of the year where you just can go outside and it's warm and get some sunshine and you just feel you're supposed to feel so relaxed Mm -hmm. and you know for a lot of our listeners for them to not be comfortable in their own clothes or to be concerned about like you were saying which it the chub rub is actually a new term that I've learned through you but it, I mean, it's super sad. Um, and instead of them going out and enjoying themselves, it's, you know, all you kind of focus on, which kind of takes the fun out of things, right? And like, like I said, I can relate to this, you know, back in the summer of, I think it was 2016. So, I mean, I lived in jeans all summer long. And the thing is, I could pretty much pull it off without it being like a weird thing because at the time I was riding horses or I was at horse shows a lot of the time. So, you know, it wasn't like weird to, you know, be wearing jeans and those kinds of situations in that environment. But then I would go to hang out with non-horse friends and they would want to go like go boating or go to the beach or just do something outside in the summer heat. That would be like kind of weird if you're wearing jeans or leggings. And I would get so anxious about that that sometimes I would actually make up an excuse why I couldn't go or like cancel the plans or say just like, yeah, I don't like the beach or, you know, it's too hot to go to the pool. Like when in reality, I just, I didn't want to have to deal with getting dressed. I didn't want to have to face that discomfort of exposing my body. You know, I didn't want to have to worry about somebody like snapping a candid photo of me and posting it without my permission, without me getting a chance to edit it first. Those were really real concerns that I used to have. And because I've been through that and I know how it feels now, that's what really drives me to help people. Like that's why I just freaking love helping girls achieve their goals now and become confident in their bodies again so that they don't have to go through that. Yeah. And as a guy, I mean, I have big thighs and I'm a big dude. Um, so I understand it and I, and it resonates with me too. Cause actually, and this is a story I don't think I've ever even told you, but in college I used to work at an apartment complex and mm-hmm. they would have like pool parties and all this stuff. And there was a time in college where I kind of let myself go. Um, and I gained the freshman 15 and, you know, between the drinking and bad eating and stuff, it all added up. So there was a time that th- th- that came around like, uh, junior, senior year where, I was the guy at the pool with my shirt on because I was so embarrassed and just so disgusted with my body. Like it literally kind of felt like I was wearing like a, a, a sweater of just fat, which as gross as that sounds, that's just what I felt. And it yeah. was, I was literally the guy at the pool with the shirt on. And it was, I mean, it just was very, very uncomfortable. It, it sucked. Yeah. It's, it's so difficult to like confront those feelings and to think back on those memories But, you know, I try to remind myself of those kinds of memories often because I never want to forget how that feels because so many girls come to me in that place right now. And the thing is, I want to help everybody. But the like, unfortunately, we, you know, we only do one on one high touch coaching. So we just can't take on everybody. You know, we can't take on a bunch of clients. So we do have a wait list for coaching. Um. So that being said, to, to really help out all the girls who are in the spot that I once was in and, you know, want to feel good in their bodies and hit the pool this summer without having to stress over it, like, I'm, I'm going to give some free coaching today to our listeners. I love it. So today, I'm just going to give four really actionable things that they can do to start losing weight for summer and feeling good in their bodies again. And, you know, if you do these four things, you will see changes in progress this month um, leading up to summer. 
But I do want to be very clear here as well. You know, a full body transformation, it really does take time. It typically takes at least a year of consistency with this stuff. You know, I didn't lose 40 pounds and keep it off in one 30-day transformation diet. It took about three years of consistent effort in building sustainable habits. But, you know, anybody listening, don't let the timeline discourage you. Use it as motivation to start now. Because whether you start today or you start next year, it's still going to take the same amount of time to get there. And when you do get to that point, you get to that point that, you know, that I can honestly say that I'm at now where I feel confident in my body. I can throw on a bathing suit and go out to the pool during the summertime without a second thought about it. And when you get to that point, and I promise you, whoever's listening, you can, you can get to that point too. You're not going to care how long it took you to get there. You're just going to be so glad that you're there and that you did it in a way that is going to stick with you for life. So now that's out of the way, you know, that's kind of said there that this, hey, you know, I'm going to be giving you this advice for what to do to lose weight for summer. But I, you know, I want to address that this stuff does take time to actually do a full body transformation here. But let's talk about what you can do right now, how you can start getting fit for summertime. So if you've been listening to the podcast and you know I'm not a proponent of crash diets or pills or quick fixes or any of other that crap that your friends are trying to, you know, message you from high school or like, hey girl, it's been a while. Like, you know, want to hear about my new quick fix pill for you. Is that your sales voice that you just did? Yeah. That's how I read it when I get these DMs and I get these DMs daily. So, um, so I'm not going to do any of that for you guys. Instead, I'm just going to give you four things to do. And honestly, two of them have nothing to do with food or exercise. So that's how simple it is. These really, really, these four things are the basics that just get overlooked. It's really the foundation for changing your body composition. So we're going to go ahead and dive in here. Number one, hydration. Now, 80% of people are dehydrated. And the thing is, the more water you drink, the more water your body is going to flush out, which is going to make you look and feel tighter and leaner after a few days of doing this consistently. Now, the opposite is true if you are dehydrated. Your body is going to hold on to as much water as it can, and this is going to make you look bloated and watery and, you know, not great. <laughs> so how let's talk about how much really you should be drinking here. Um, you really should be drinking minimum half your body weight in ounces per day. But if you're looking to lose weight for summer, then I recommend, you know, let's aim for a gallon per day. Um, or at least, you know, kind of that range of like 100 to 130 ounces per day is a good range to shoot for. If you do this every day for a week, I guarantee you will drop two to four pounds because your body is going to flush out that water weight that you're holding on to. Some tips to help you drink more water are to drink a glass of water first thing when you wake up. That one's super duper simple. Like, you know me, Omar, I always set out a big glass of water on my nightstand and then really challenge myself just to drink it in the morning before I make my coffee even. Um, you also can aim to drink a glass of water with every meal. That's another really simple way to do it. Like, you know, power of habit building, like pair one habit that you already have, which is probably eating meals, hopefully, and just pair that habit with another habit you're trying to create, 
which is drinking more water. Um, I also recommend carrying a large bottle of water with you everywhere. Uh, like you always make fun of me, Omar, for my giant hydro jug. Um, it's, I know it's massive. It's bigger than my head, but that's because all I have to do is drink two of those. And I know I hit my gallon of water <laughs> goal for the day. Yeah. That thing the her hydro jug has a strap on it. So she puts it around her shoulder. Like it's her backpack and <laughs> everywhere we go, whether it's the grocery store or the dog park or wherever. Carry it into the grocery store, <laughs> just in the car. Okay. I make fun of her, but lately at night I'd be like, Hey, can you pass me some of that jug over here? I need to drink some water. Yeah, he makes fun of it all day long. And then at nighttime, he doesn't bring <laughs> his own glass of water to bed. And he always wants to steal from my hydro jug. But, you know, tangent aside here, uh, get yourself a giant water bottle. It makes it so much easier because you don't have to worry about filling it up all the time. And even those kinds of little low barriers to entry of like, if you have to constantly refill your water bottle, it's going to reduce how much you drink. I also recommend if you can get like a clear water bottle and have a straw in it, those are two things that also are just like little hacks that are going to help you drink a little bit more water. But you can also just switch it up, you know, maybe do like some zero calorie flavoring like the Mio's or the Crystal Lights or anything like that. I really like to add um, lemon juice. Like I keep a squeeze bottle of lemon juice in my fridge and I always add that. You could also do just like fresh sliced lemons or limes or cucumbers or anything like that. Do some fresh herbs, like really switch it up. Give your water some flavor and that makes it a lot easier to drink. But overall, hydration, super duper important. It's going to help regulate your appetite. It's going to improve your digestion. Your skin's going to look better. You're going to have more energy. Like there are so many benefits to just drinking water. So that's step number one, drink a gallon of water per day. Step number two is going to be walk eight to 10,000 steps per day. Now, a lot of women make the mistake of trying to get in shape. You know, they're like, oh crap, summertime is around the corner. Time to start just going to the gym every day, pounding the pavement every day and getting in some running, like, you know, cranking out the miles. But I'm, I, I'm so adamant about this. You do not need to start just suddenly working out every day. That is not a good place to start. What you need to do is you need to start walking. It seems way easier and much more doable. And that's because it is like, let's not overcomplicate this. You guys, if you're not working out right now, don't start there. Start with just getting in movement and aiming for a step goal. Everybody really underestimates the power of walking and, and, this has been just the most powerful thing I've seen for a lot of my clients with desk jobs who don't realize how sedentary they really are. Like, yeah. And that like myself included, um, I've started to walk and it's not much, but I'll walk 20 minutes before I go to work because by then, if I'm sitting at my desk for the next eight, 10 hours, I at least have, I don't know, two to 3000 steps that I've gotten before. So then I can go for another 20, 30 minute walk. Um, in the afternoon, that makes it six, 7,000. And then plus whatever I'm moving around during the day, it, that eight to 10,000 10, uh, step goal is much more attainable and achievable than if I hadn't walked before work. So that always works for me. Oh yeah. I mean, there are so many simple ways to incorporate more steps into your day. And if you make a habit of it, then you will absolutely start to lose weight without even stepping foot into the gym. Like it can take about an hour total of walking to get about that eight to 10,000 steps, but you don't have to do an hour of walking all at once. Like this is why it works really well for my busy boss girls. Like, which is a lot of the people who listen to this podcast, they're busy, hard working professionals. They don't have time to just go 
walk for an hour every day. So all you have to do is go for, you know, a few 10 to 15 minute walks throughout the day. Maybe you go for a walk after each meal and then like bonus that's going to help with your digestion too. Or at lunchtime too, right? That was the one thing when we were all working from home, I would get in a 20, 25 minute walk at lunch and it made a world of difference. Mm -hmm. If you can just be a little bit conscientious about getting in the steps where you can, you know, park in the back of the parking lot when you drive to the store, you know, walk to your coworker's desk instead of emailing them, like pace back and forth while you're on the phone or like anytime you check Instagram, just pace back and forth. Or if you have access to a treadmill, that's the best time to let yourself do something indulgent, like spend time on social media. Go and walk while you do it. If you have time to be on social media, you have time to be walking. And like, honestly, the, it's so underestimated, the power of walking. You could easily burn 300 to 400 calories just from hitting that eight to 10,000 steps per day. And that's pretty much equivalent to hitting the gym hard for 45 minutes to an hour. So Instead of trying to get to the gym, you know, crushing yourself saying, oh, I'm going to go from not going to the gym in weeks to suddenly going, you know, six days a week and then falling off your routine and then getting discouraged and then just ending up right back where you started. Just start with tracking and hitting a step goal and it will be super powerful for you. Now, step number three is going to be surprising for most people. It's what most girls want to give up first when they're trying to fit in a workout. And it's seriously the biggest mistake you can make for trying to lose weight. So number three, the goal is to sleep seven to nine hours per night. And now before you think, oh, like that doesn't really apply to me. Like, you know what, Vanessa, I do just fine on five hours of sleep per night. Well, let me just say that the chances are very, very slim that that is true because you have to have a really rare set of genetics for you not to be affected by sleep deprivation. There's actually a sleep researcher. His name is Matthew Walker, and I was listening to a podcast from him recently, and this is a direct quote from him. He said, the number of people who can survive on five hours of sleep or less without any impairment expressed as a percent of the population and rounded to a whole number is zero. Really? Zero percent of people can survive on five hours of sleep or less. So if you think you can, you just don't know how good you'll feel if you consistently get more sleep. Sleep is when your body is naturally detoxifying itself. So please put away the skinny teas. Stop, you know, buying the detox juice cleanses. You don't need that. You just need sleep. And if you aren't giving yourself at least seven hours of sleep, your body isn't able to go through that detoxification process. And it's not going to be able to burn body fat and it's not going to allow you to lose weight. And not only that, too, it's great for um, recovery, too, right? Like it affects growth and stress hormones or like Mm -hmm. your immune system and your appetite, most of all. Um, Like I know when I get a little bit less sleep the next day, I'm always craving chocolate or Mm -hmm. or just treat foods basically. Oh yeah. And you have like the biggest surge of growth hormone at night. Like mm-hmm. that's when, if you want, are trying to tone up too. So if you are in the gym, then yeah, you absolutely need more sleep. But really like, you know, talking about weight loss here, like just one night of bad sleep, it's going to trigger a cortisol hormone release. And that cortisol will trigger your body to hold on to essentially any, en- in any energy. So essentially it just means that your body is going to hold on to body fat. So if you, you know, if you carry a lot of weight in your belly, if you, if that's a pain point for you, you have, feel like you have a lot of belly fat, then this especially applies to you because we have more cortisol receptors in our belly fat. So 
if you aren't sleeping well and you're spiking your cortisol stress hormone all the time, then that might be why you're storing more body fat there. And if you start going to bed earlier this month, I guarantee you some of that belly fat's going to start going away. And really like just four days of bad sleep, it's going to lower your body's ability to burn fat by 30%. In just two weeks of bad sleep, it's going to cut your body's ability to burn fat by 50%. So, I mean, there's just so many reasons why we need to get more sleep. Like it controls your hunger, your appetite, like you were saying, Omar. Um, Really just for a lot of people, increasing your sleep can end up being that magic fat burning pill you feel like you need. So if you are, you know, if you're sacrificing sleep to go to the gym, then you're really doing yourself a disservice there. Instead, focus on just going to bed earlier, getting more sleep, and then adding the gym on top of that. And you guys, I seriously cannot emphasize this enough, but a good bed routine starts the night before. Mm -hmm. Like it's what you do that afternoon heading into your sleep that will make a world of difference as opposed to just, like you said, getting up at 6 a.m. to go work out. It all starts the night before. And I've done it and I was guilty of it. And I would make fun of you when you were like, I'm going to bed at 830 o'clock or 830 <laughs> at night. And I was like, what is wrong with you? Um, but now that I've started using like your timer on your phone, mm-hmm. um, you know, by like 830, it starts, you know, shutting down most of my apps and it won't let calls go through and stuff like that. Um, and that has made a, a, a big difference. So I cannot emphasize that enough. Oh yeah. If you have an iPhone and you're listening to this and you don't have your bedtime timer set up on your phone, please pause this podcast and do that right now. <laughs> it's so freaking helpful. Um, like uh, honestly, we could do a whole nother podcast on improving your sleep and optimizing your sleep because it really does. It's everything you do during the day from the time you get up, all of it impacts your sleep, but Um, I don't want to go down all those rabbit holes today. So really just the simplest thing starts with optimizing your nighttime routine. So set that bedtime timer on your phone. Um, You know, like it should probably be about an hour before you actually intend to go to sleep. Um, And then from there, like, you know, start your bedtime routine as soon as that timer goes off. So that should include like turning off your electronics. You know, it's super duper important that you aren't on your phone within that hour before bed because the blue light from your phone or from other technology like your TV, it's going to suppress your melatonin production, which is essentially your sleep hormone. So if you're like, oh, well, I can't go to bed at 830 because I don't get tired. Well, that's probably because you're on your phone for those hours leading up to bed then, or you're watching TV, which is going to suppress melatonin production. So if you just start there with turning off technology, I'll bet you that you can probably start falling asleep consistently earlier. But I also encourage you, you know, just do something relaxing before bed. So instead of scrolling social media, let's replace it with a more productive activity, something relaxing, you know, read a book, take a hot shower, you know, dim the lights, like you know, just start to set your environment up for nighttime. And if your mind does tend to just like spin at night when you go to bed, then try grabbing a journal and doing a mind dump. That can be very, very helpful for you as well. Um, As far as nutrition, like there's a lot that we could talk about there, but I think the biggest things are, you know, don't eat too close to bedtime. Like if you're having a big meal, I would say let's aim to have that like at least two hours before bed. If you're having just a smaller meal, like a bedtime snack, like, you know, I'm, I love me, my bedtime snacky. Um, I always try to have that probably like 60 minutes before bed. Just give your body some time to digest that before you lay down. 
And then your last meal, honestly, we want it to contain some healthy carbs. There's this big misconception out there of like, you shouldn't eat carbs at night. But the reality is that carbs help us actually relax. And that can be really beneficial for sleep as well. Just, you know what, you want to make sure that you're staying away from like the sugary carbs, the highly processed carbs. Those, on the other hand, can have, you know, a a more negative effect because they'll spike insulin throughout the night and that could cause you to wake up a little bit. So ideally, your your pre-bed meal should contain like some, a mix of healthy carbs, some protein to help with muscle protein synthesis throughout the night. Um, A good example, like proats, protein oats, that is my favorite bedtime snack. You guys see that on my Instagram story probably all the time. And that is why it's a good slow digesting form of carb and then combined with protein. So try some of these things. And then I promise you watch as you'll wake up not only feeling better, but seriously, you're going to be weighing less on the scale. Now for the fourth thing, the fourth and final thing here that you need to do to lose weight for summer well, it's time that I finally, you know, throw out the F word here. <laughs> okay, not the bad word that you're thinking, Omar. Get your mind out of the gutter. I was thinking about fun. Uh-huh. F is for friends who do uh, no, that. No. U.S. for you and me. <laughs> That's a no, SpongeBob reference. No. This F word, number four, is food. Ladies, please promise me that you are going to give up the shakes. You're going to give up the supplements. And you're going to start eating real whole foods. This is super duper important. You know, if we're talking about losing weight for summer, we don't want to be restricting our food. 95% of people who lose weight gain it back. And the reason is because they're using these temporary diets and these unsustainable meal plans where they'll try and just take the shortcut to lose weight, but they'll gain it right back before they're even in the summertime. Usually they're like dropping their calories super duper low you know, maybe they'll go hard like that for a few weeks. And then guess what? You just end up binging and returning to your old habits because you're, you're starving your body. And that's just, that's why the fast approach does not work when it comes to nutrition. We did a whole podcast episode on this on under eating. So if you haven't listened to episode 10, go back and listen to that one. And there, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about why under eating is ruining your metabolism and why it's holding you back from losing weight. But essentially, all you need to know here is that under eating is not what you want to do. We want to fuel our bodies with the right amount of food. So to do that without counting calories or tracking macros, there's a method that we can use. This is called the three plates, two snacks method, which essentially means we're going to eat three meals, each of which can fit on one single plate. Like it should be a normal plate, not like a massive dinner platter, just like a normal size dinner plate, and then two snacks, each of which can fit in the palm of your hand. And that's what you want to have every day. Those three meals, those three plates and two snacks. And I will say though, there are a couple more rules that do kind of go along with this um, to just kind of help you out from making sure that we aren't overeating because that is a problem when we aren't counting our calories or tracking our macros. You can accidentally end up over-consuming calories even when fitting your meals onto a single plate, depending on the types of foods you're choosing. So a couple of, you know, little rules to help you out with this three meals, two snacks method without counting calories, but to keep you losing body fat. We want to make sure that, like I said, 
Each meal should fit on one plate, like a normal size plate. And then that plate should look like about half of it being filled with veggies, about a quarter of the plate with protein, and then a quarter of the plate or like the remaining part of the plate as just your carbs and your fats. Then as far as your snacks, we want each snack to fit in the palm of your hand, ideally. And each snack should be a fruit, a protein, or a veggie. So whole foods, not processed protein bars. Exactly. Now you could do a protein bar there, but um, ideally we want to keep to whole foods if possible. That's going to be the best way to go about this. And really there's going to have to be some level of self-accountability here. Like you're going to have to be aware of like, okay, you know, are you filling your plates with a lot of junk food? Then obviously that's probably not going to be the best way to adhere to the three plates, two snacks. That's method. where my mind first went when you said that. I was like, okay, so, you know, a snack. I'm like, okay, I'm thinking protein bars and I'm thinking protein shakes and stuff like that. Um, so I, I like your your point of keep it to whole foods. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, when it comes to things like our liquids, like we want to try and stick to zero calorie drinks, um, water, coffee. Um, if you are drinking alcohol, because, you know, we are we're not afraid of drinking alcohol. So when we do that, kind of the way to still adhere to this plan is you would, if you're going to have one drink, you could replace one snack with one drink. So, you know, you're kind of trading out your calories there. We don't want to do that every single day. That's not going to be best for your metabolism. But if you are drinking, you could do that. Um, if you're having two drinks, then, you know, you if you are trying to lose body fat and you're having the two drinks, you might want to just take out two of the snacks so that now you're having just three plates and two drinks for the day. And then, you know, if you're having more than two drinks, then, I mean, just have fun because at that point, you're, you're not losing body fat that day, girlfriend. But let's be honest. Um, so really, though, just be aware, you know, we don't want to be loading up our plate with like high fat dressings and sauces. Um, also just pay attention to how you feel in your body. You should be able to stop eating when you're about that 80% full. You don't want to eat past the point of fullness just because you're like, oh, well, I need to finish my plate per the three meals, two snacks method. And now that's it. That's, that's the four steps to start losing weight for summer. It's really that easy, you guys. So number one, to kind of review here, we want to drink a gallon of water. Number two, walk eight to 10,000 steps. Number three, sleep seven to nine hours per night. And number four, eat three plates and two snacks per day. And if you start to implement these, I promise you, you will get results for summer. I promise. Like it is that simple. But let me remind you, you know, just like I talked about in the, I think it was the four habits for fat loss episode. Um, I'm blanking on which episode number that was, but go back and listen to that one if you haven't. But anyway, like I mentioned in there, the best way to develop habits is is to tackle them one by one. So here is a simple game plan for you to solidify these habits that you can really start to lose weight, feel a lot leaner, and just love your body for summertime. So basically a four to five day plan here. Day one, hit 100 to 130 ounces of water daily. So just focus on that water goal. Day two, continue to hit that water goal, hit 100 to 130 ounces of water daily and add in a step goal. So add in eight to 10K steps. Day three, hit that 100 to 130 ounces of water, hit the eight to 10K steps. Now let's add in sleep for seven to nine hours. 
day four, hit your water goal, 100 to 130 ounces of water, hit your eight to 10K steps, sleep seven to nine hours, and then finally follow the three meals and two snacks rule. Then by day five, you can just put it all together and you will definitely be experiencing the results of that game plan. And I mean, I'm serious. Like if you follow that game plan, I guarantee you will look and feel so much leaner by the end of that week. And if you continue with it for a whole month, you'll lose probably two to 10 pounds that month. It's simple. But really like the hardest part is getting started. So like I said, the bonus of this podcast is that you're going to get some free coaching out of this. Next week, starting Monday, May 10th, a week from today, if you're listening when the episode came out, we are going to run a free five days to fit summer challenge to keep you accountable to the game plan and help you lose the belly bloat without even going to a gym or giving up any of your favorite foods. It's com- it's completely free to join. All you have to do is join the, the Food and Fitness for Busy Ladies with Social Lives Facebook group, which is linked in the show notes, and then find the challenge post, which is going to be marked as an announcement at the top of the page. And before we start the challenge on May 10th, go ahead, comment on that post. I'm in. And then from there, we will make sure that you are in on the challenge and we will keep you accountable all week long and then be there to celebrate you when you are feeling amazing in your body for summertime. All right. And I'm inspired too. So you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to say it. I'm, I'm in on the challenge. I'm going to do it with you guys. So I'll stick with it um, for, for that week and get ready for summer together. I love it. You're a busy lady with a social life, right? right? So yep. join our Facebook group. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening and we'll be back next week. Thanks guys. Thanks for listening. If you learned something today, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review in iTunes. And if this particular episode resonated with you, do me a favor and take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story. Don't forget to tag me at Vanessa G Fitness so I can show you some love. All right, my carb queens, talk to you in the next episode.